Hello, everyone, and welcome to All Things Creative with Linda Riesenberg Fissler. I'm your host, and welcome back. Um, hope you enjoyed the last two uh, recordings or broadcasts from this week. Um, we talked a little bit about spending a reader's disbelief and um, also talked a, a little about the specials that are going on out uh, on Amazon. So make sure that you check those out. Um, the free ebooks ends at the end of this week. Um, and Blind Persuasion, the second book in the series, is uh, 99 cents, I think, although I, it may have gone up. It's on a Kindle countdown. So make sure you go out and uh, check that out if you want to pick up the second book. The third book will go on. Uh, Blind Alliance will go on sale towards the end of the month, so make sure that you check out the blog on my website to to see that. Um, today, I want to talk a little bit about character development, and um, I know I have a lot of artists that that uh, fellow painters that listen to me uh, on this little blogcast. So I want to try to develop um, some connection with you all, um, and why. Uh, you know, I'm always encouraging my students to just start writing a journal because um, it's so it would be so interesting to hear what you were thinking while you were painting or, or to read what you were thinking while you were painting a certain painting. But c character development is the uh, topic for probably the next couple blog casts. Um, I, I won't be able to talk about all of my characters in the one blog cast. I think it'll just get like way too long. So what I want to start with is just talking um, some principles of character development. Like a painting, uh, there are many different aspects of that particular painting or that particular character or that particular theme um, that you need to consider. And one of those key pieces, so so let's think about this as a painting, and I'm dividing my painting into the rule of thirds, and I have this thing called a focal point, and I have to decide which of those four points where the th rule of thirds, where the third lines cross, each one of those cross areas is a focal point. So which focal point am I going to look at? What is it that I want the viewer to be able to go to and focus on? And that becomes, in writing, our protagonist. That's the character that will be the one that everybody most identifies with. That focal point will be the one area where we all go and look at and decide, you know, okay, this is, this is the most important piece. Okay, so for the blind series, the most important piece is Nicole because everything is going around Nicole's life and how Nicole starts to pull back her power to make sure that she is in control of her life and not the assassin or not the politician or not the MI6 agent. A lot of the book revolves around Nicole taking her power back. So that's the focal point. Okay, so kind of interesting the way that we went from the rule of thirds in painting to a focal point, a protagonist. Okay, so a lot of key things. So, you know, we're talking creative processes. They're, they're so much alike. They're so much alike. It's really kind of amazing. So then what is the thing that we need to do? So I have Nicole. She's our protagonist. Now I have to give her a personality. And like that focal point in a painting, I have to give it some kind of interest. I have to give it a personality, if you will. So how do you do that? Well, in painting, 
you have to understand gesture. So let's say my focal point is one particular flower in a vase of other flowers, and this one particular flower falls in that one focal point, and it's catching light just the right way. That becomes where I want to put a specific gesture. Is the flower drooping down? Does it look sad? Is there not a lot of light? Is it, you know, is, is it really perky and, and just dancing with light? Is it happy? So all of these type of gestures that we paint into it, maybe the petals are all, you know, drooping down, there's a little bit of brown rot, you get a totally different feeling from that than if it's all beautiful yellow reds, you know, bright colors dancing around in the light and um, you know, it's taking center stage, it's blossomed and it's, it's beautiful. Um, totally different feelings. And we do that with gestures, how we, how, um, we paint gestures. And you can do the same if you think about portrait uh, painting, figure painting, um, you know, how a person is standing, the tilt of their head, the, the, the little, you know, how their mouth creeps up at one side, you know, and, and into a smile or a grin, um, the light in their eyes, how, how much eyelid is shown is, you know, is it, are their eyes very engaging or are they half closed, eyelids has, half closed. All of these things are, are gestures and all of them basically um, provide the viewer, it, it connects with their emotions and how they react to that particular painting. For characters, uh, for my protagonist, Nicole, a lot has to do um, with more than just gestures. And I have a, a really cool little book um, that I look at that, that helped me start writing more constructively, if you will. It's um, by Sid Field. Um, and he talks a little bit about characters. And he says, you know, what is characters? And it's um, what do all people have in common? You know, we're all the same. We have the same needs. We have the same wants. We have the same fears. We have the same insecurities. You know, we, we want to be loved. Um, we have people who, who like us. We have people who want us to succeed. Um, they want us to be healthy. They want us to be happy. And um, there's, you know, there's certain things that get under everybody's collective skin, if you will. So, you know, there's some people that do that. And then, you know, how are we different? What separates us? Okay. So character really is a point of view. So. My, my particular blind series is written from a number of point of views. Um, so you know, basically the three main characters. So it's written from Nicole's point of view, it's written from Jenkinson's point of view, and it's written from Sean's point of view. And it switches throughout the book, which is sometimes hard to contain. Um, but it, I think it's really introduced this triangle of three people who are very, very close and who actually need and depend each on each other. Um, you know. When Jenkins is in a, a tight spot, Sean and Nicole come to the rescue. When Nicole's in a tight spot, Sean and Jenkins come to the rescue. These three have each other's backs. And these three put friendship and love and, and their feelings for one another above all else. Um, if, you know, I can say right here and now, um, if you've been following this series, you know that Jenkins becomes president. And if something in his presidency happens um, where he might have to give up the presidency for either Sean or Nicole, he'd do it in a heartbeat. Okay, so that's just just the way Jenkins is. It's the same way with with Nicole and Sean. These three put their friendships above all else um, and always will. They will be tried, uh, and there may be a time where they have a falling out, 
Um, but in the end, they realize their impact in the world. So um, there are things that separate them. One of the things that could come between them, for example, I'm not saying that it is or isn't, but one of the things that could separate Sean and Jenkins is their love for Nicole and who Nicole is with. So uh, that's a very hard thing for Jenkins and, and Sean to swallow, depending on who she is with at the particular time. Um, so basically, that focal point in a painting and that focal point, if you will, protagonist, the focal points in the book are all basically a point of view. So with me having three characters in the series, uh, I'm writing from three different points of, the, of view. And um, your focal point in the painting, that particular figure or whatever, that becomes your point of view um, that you are trying to express to, to the viewers. Um, trying to think of what else I needed to say here. So, you know, the, the part about personality, uh, I'll go back to that a, a few minutes. Um, part of what defines a character's personalities are their attitudes, their gestures, their actions, their um, beliefs, the, the core, their core, their, um, and it's very, very important that you know these things about the characters before you start writing them. So, and start creating them. So basically, each one of my characters in this in the book, every one of my characters in this book have a backstory. That um, Blind Intention, which is a little prequel, goes into and gives you the background, uh, one specific point of background on the three main characters of the Blind series. So you you learn about uh, Jenkins, who be, who became a Navy SEAL, one of the first Navy SEALs. And um, you learn about him going through Hell Week. And Nicole, you learn that she was part of the um, first class, female class of lawyers who attended Harvard Law School, actually on Harvard Law School's campus. Um, before that, they had all attended um, Radcliffe. And that was in like 1964. And that, that is a, a, in both cases, that is based on historical truth that these things happened in 1964. And this is what, what you know. These, I just inserted my characters into those particular uh, things. And it was it's really interesting with Nicole because she was part of the class of 1964, the first integrated class, if you will, of male and female uh, on the Harvard campus, attended school, attended law school at the Harvard Law School on, on the campus there uh, prior to 1964 that had always been uh, separate, that they their degrees would say Radcliffe, it would not say Harvard. Um, there were 22 women who actually did that in 1964, who were a part of this. Um, 22 were accepted into Harvard Law School, 15 graduated, there was one who committed suicide. So that's what Nicole's foundation is on. And then um, Sean went to uh, you know, MI6 school, if you will, <laughs> uh, at Fort Moncton, um, joined the, the uh, their secret service, if you will, their their intelligence service through there. And, and you get to meet uh, him going through that and how um, he went out on a reconnaissance test and basically identified the serpent um, and basically was graduated quickly, if you will, and because of this um, relationship that he built with the serpent at this time. So that gives you a little more background into why Sean's hunt for the serpent is so important and blind influence. Uh, 
Um, so you have to have a backstory for these characters. You have to know what they've lived through. Um, there's a part about Nicole that gets touched on a little bit in that Blind Intention sequel. And uh, that's available off of my website. If you haven't read it, um, you can uh, click on the little pictures that move at the top of the blindseries.lindafissler.com web website and, and download that for free. Um, there was, you know, there's a point at, in which Nicole's parents were killed in a car accident and she was the only child. So she truly feels like she is alone. And because of that, the relationship that she has with Carol uh, a character in Blind Influence is so very important. She finally feels like she has a sister, and and um, I'm not going to spoil. This is a spoiler, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to spoil it for you all. But there's something that happens in that relationship that, if you've read it already, you already know what I'm talking about. So the point again, she feels all alone, and she feels all alone when she's meeting her two, you know, the two people who become very very important in her life. Uh, at this point, she meets those two people. She meets Sean and, and Bobby Jenkins. So um, if you have all these backstories written, it's like it's like painting the foundation in a painting. If you if you painted out that foundation and you plotted everything out, it makes adding color and finishing off the painting so much easier. If you've done your backstories, if you understand where your characters are coming from because you've written this foundation and this backstory uh, on them, it's so much easier to deal with the interactions of each of the characters uh, in this in this series. Um, one of the things that you know I decided I wanted to do, and I mentioned this before, is I want to bring Barker into this a little bit more. Um, I made him a bit of an emesis in the first trilogy, and he's still around, and he's still powerful. And um, one of the things that I've really not done yet, and I think I'm going to have to do at this point, is develop Barker's backstory a little bit more. Um, I know what... I know what character in history I'm, tr I'm basing him on. So, you know, Jenkins is based on a, a character in history. Uh, he's been in, heavily influenced by a, a couple different types of, a couple different real senators. I've taken um, character traits from each of those particular senators and said, yes, I want Bobby to have this. And, you know, so uh, I'm not going to name who they are. Um, they're going to always just remain part of the little secret that I keep from you all. Uh, but basically, um, there's a number of senators that he's based on. And, and I kind of did the same with um, Senator Mercer and Senator Barker. There's a couple different people. Um, the interesting thing is the Senator Barker's character, uh, whose senator I've used, is nothing like, I don't think, I'm actually going to have to go do some research, but I don't think he's anything like that, the senator now. He's nothing like the senator that I actually based him on. He, he um, just kind of developed into this uh, kind of sinister person. Um, and I think he's I think his frustration, I really believe that I'm, I'm his frustration and his downfall. I mean, he's the ambassador to the of the United States ambassador to the Soviet Union in this next truly trilogy. And and he's been banished, basically, by Jenkins to this, you know, to to the Soviet Union. And he's you know, he's not really happy about that because he's pretty isolated and um, he's going to have to develop a new way to be a thorn in Jenkins side. And. As Barker is a thorn in Jenkins' side, the serpent is a thorn in Nicole and Sean's side. And um, so, you know, 
I have a lot, I've done a lot of research on history and everything that's happened in 1981. And, and it was a very eventful year. And so, you know, how is all of this going to then intertwine with that? So again, you know, that's, uh, I have to look at point of views. I have to determine, um, you know, what happens to and why it, it becomes important to each character. Um, so again, part of the character development too is, um, is attitude the way they act and feel it it it, it reveals their opinion uh, uh, the character's opinion so you know a lot of people love sean for example because you know he's just that brash secret agent very confident um but yet can be touching and and uh loving and it's a real conundrum because it, I don't know if that little noise came over, but um, sorry about that. I'm not sure what that was. But anyway, um, we're talking about Sean. So Sean is this big conundrum. He's this um, he's this he's this James Bond character, you know, that everybody wants to love because he's just got that adventurous streak in him. But, you know, we come to find out that he wasn't really all that adventurous. I mean, he, there was a part of him that wanted to have that family life. And he started that with Sarah, his, his wife that was killed and uh, had a little girl. And, you know, now he finds himself in love with Nicole. And, you know, a lot of folks are going, Oh, come on, get him married, get him married. And, you know, that's not on Sean's radar. He's, he had that once and he lost that. And the, the part of Sean is, is fearful that if he marries Nicole, he'll lose her. So there's a, there's a little battle that's going on in, in Sean right now. And he's trying to determine, you know, is, is this a risk that I want to take? He somehow has it in his mind that as long as they're just together and not married, <laughs> she'll be safe. She'll be okay. He'll not, he'll never lose her. Um, you know, Nicole, on the other hand, has has almost the same kind of thing going on. Every person that she has loved, every person that she has um, entrusted and um, let into her life has died. So we've got two characters that have that same thing going on, and each of them are grappling with the fact that they love each other so much. So, uh, you know, how are they going to to keep each other safe enough so that they can continue this relationship. So that's one aspect of, of Sean and Nicole's relationship. It's kind of going through their mind because a lot of people have been asking me, are they going to get married? Are they going to get married? And it's like, you know, okay, well, Nicole's also trying to take her power back. The last thing that she thinks she needs is, is to, you know, marry someone and lose some of that power. So she's grappling with that as well as, you know, everybody I ever loved left me, died, you know, um, basically, you know, if I, if I hold on to Sean too tightly, am I going to lose him? Is he going to die? So um, all different kind of conversations that, that go on in my head about, about that. Um, so basically, I think we covered a little bit about, you know, how we deal with some things in painting and, and character development uh, a little bit. Um, you know, personality, their behaviors, all of that is part of the character development. And um, basically what drives the whole thing is, is, you know, you need to ask yourself too, is um, what is the re revelation that happens with these characters? Uh, almost to the point of, if I draw it back into a painting, it's uh, what is the revelation that I want uh, 
uh, my viewers to have in a painting. Um, so if I think about that and, you know, what is it I'm trying to get across in both forums? Um, what is it that I want uh, each person to feel when they look at a painting or when they read my book? Um, how can I make them tap into that emotion that they're feeling and transform them, you know, um, transcendence, if you will, to feel something different, to feel as if they were Nicole, to to put themselves in that particular place that I'm painting. Um, if it's a figure painting, how can I make that person that's viewing it view that figure and and feel what that figure is feeling in my painting? How can I make people like Nicole and Sean and Jenkins or not like Nicole, Sean or Jenkins? I know a number of people out there who are loving to hate Jenkins because they he reminds them of J.R. Ewing. So, you know, I've had a number of people go, it's just like J.R. I love to hate him. And, you know, so I love all my characters. <laughs> so it's very hard for me to hear somebody say that, you know, they hate a particular character. They hate him so much that they love him. They love to hate him. And it was, you know, and it's like, really? You don't like him? And it's like, really? You don't? You don't like Jenkins? That's, you know, maybe it's just because we all hate politicians. I don't know. But, you know, it's like, I kind of like Jenkins. And, and yeah, he's not perfect, but, you know, neither are people. And, um, you know, we, we're, I think in the next trilogy, we're going to find out some some places where Nicole and Sean aren't perfect because at some point, they, you know, I'm thinking they're a little too perfect right now. So um, imperfections are, are what make them endearing to us. Um, so that's a, that's another thought on character development. And um, I think what since I'm going to be talking about this over the next couple of days, I think this is probably a good place to just kind of stop and um, let you digest what I've been talking about. And, you know, like I said, the, the boundary, it's always fascinating to me when I start taking, you know, the, what I've learned over 20 plus years, <clears throat> excuse me, 20 plus years of, of painting. And I just kind of flip that around into some of the fundamentals and processes of, of uh, writing. And, you know, again, creative process. I can't speak to, to um, like making music because I, I, I played piano when I was a kid, but um, you know, I haven't really studied music, music all that much, but <clears throat> I had a friend on um, our chats that's he used to play guitar with um, Manhattan Transfer. And we talked a little bit about creating process and, and the creative process is just it, it's so similar. Uh, you, you just take little deviations off of this particular path. And um, so you know, a lot of folks that I run into say things to me like, you know, oh, my gosh, you know, I could never write a book. And they're sitting there painting a gorgeous painting and I'm sitting there going, why couldn't you? You know, because it's just a matter of you didn't learn to paint that gorgeous painting the way you're painting it overnight. And it's the same thing <clears throat> with writing. You know, I've been writing since I was a kid. People gave me crayons and I wrote words instead of, you know, painting instead of coloring in a, a tree. I'm sitting there writing tree on the side and this tree does this and you know, so it became natural to me to do this. And um, the the combination of, you know, writing and um, and painting, it just opens up a whole new world. And, and I'm not the only one that does that. I mean, you know, all of our, our master artists that we look up to, you know, Scott Burdick is writing um, novels as well. And, you know, everybody's written an art instruction book uh, at some point. And they've had some coaching through that. So... 
you know, it's kind of fun. I, I do enjoy talking to Scott about, you know, we had a, an art chat where we talked about um, writing and how writing and art kind of painting kind of intertwine. And it's all, you know, it's all about the foundations. It's all about the development of the character, of the personality. It's it's all about, you know, putting in gestures. It's all about, um, you know, making it believable. It's all about, uh, you know, adding color, uh, vibrancy. Um, it's all about, you know, defining the character creating a backstory. Um, so I really, really, really want to leave you with the thought of, um, I really do, <laughs> too many release, but anyway, I want to leave you with a thought that uh, if you are an artist and you are painting, or if you are a writer and um, you are uh, making a novel, I hope this, this talk has been uh, somewhat interesting to you, but I'd like to encourage you to kind of reach out and expand a little bit. If you're an artist, start writing a journal. Talk about the painting in terms of the things that we have discussed, you know, the foundation of the painting and what you want somebody to feel and start thinking about that. I mean, a lot of my paintings, because being peaceful is so important to me, um, a lot of my paintings convey peace. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at one of my paintings now, and it's of El Capitan in Yosemite. And I just look at that, and I, I transport myself to that spot, and you know, all of a sudden, I'm feeling peaceful again. So um, there's there is that you know, part. So, but even just sitting down and writing a paragraph that says, "In this painting, I want to do this, whatever that is. I want to convey this." And then, if you're a writer, you know, pick up a pencil and start doodling. And um, it doesn't have, to, nobody ever has to see this. This is just stuff that you are doing, okay? So if you're a writer and you never tried painting or drawing or anything like that, just pick up a pencil and start doodling and see what comes out. And, um, you know, name it. it. Make it a character. You know, this is a character. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be seen by anybody. This is just your way of tapping into another process, another creative process that may help you build a better, a stronger, a more foundation of a uh, painting that uh, expresses or a pas passage in a book that expresses things better because you have a broader understanding of what the creative process is. So I'm going to leave you with that thought. Thank you for listening and tuning in. Uh, have a great Thursday. And like I said, on Friday, um, I'll probably consider a little bit more about character development and um, talk a little bit more about um, my characters in the book as well. So have a great day, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.